Good evening, sports world. What is happening? Happy Monday to you. Happy March Madness Monday. This is Chris Dell, your host on Go Baller FFS and the Family Feud Sports Podcast. Sitting here with the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks columnist and NCAA reporter and jumping into all things hoops and college basketball on this beautiful March Madness Monday. Here to talk some bracketology, some busts, some breakdowns of the regions and the upcoming games this week. We've got our play-in games Tuesday night and Wednesday night before the madness starts on Thursday and personally my favorite weekend of the sports calendar year here in the United States of America. And without further ado, Mr. Allendale, we're going to jump into some upset specials, some bold predictions, our final four picks, and we'll be back tomorrow with our regional breakdowns looking at the entire field. So without further ado, what say you, Mr. Allendale? Give me your biggest rant and your biggest overrated teams, your quote-unquote bust for the bracket this year, 2018. Well, two teams that got snubbed that should be in would be, I'd say would be Southern Cal and Middle, Middle Tennessee. Uh, they, I think they both deserve to be in. Uh, their resumes are good enough. Uh, Weren't your Trojans in the Pac-12 championship? That wasn't enough for them to get yeah. in? What happened well, there? They, they lost two games to UCLA, who got in the record. were both were this, almost the same. But uh, it might have something to do with uh, USC was uh, one of the teams mentioned in the FBI probe. So maybe that had something to do with the Middle Tennessee. I, they have a very good record. They won some key games, but they faltered at the end, lost the last regular season game, and then they lost in their conference tournament early. So that didn't help them. Uh, teams that shouldn't be in, we'll start with Syracuse. Uh, Your boy Bayheim right yeah, there. Yeah, I think this is a, a political thing. You know, Maria, if you remember two years ago, everybody was ranting on uh, complaining that Syracuse didn't deserve to get in and they went to the final four and, and, and the committee took a lot of heat for that because people said well wait a minute we could have done that and then last year they didn't get in and a lot of people said they should so uh, Syracuse has been on the bubble for quite a few years now past the days of the powerhouse Orangemen that we used to know back in the Carmelo Anthony days yeah and I don't know why Oklahoma's in while well, they're in for you know their, their number one player but uh, they lost eight of that. <clears throat> excuse me, eight out of their last ten games. Well, those are to me were the two biggest quote unquote busts and overrated teams that get in. Talking about Oklahoma, and also mention Alabama, led by Coach Avery Johnson, and obviously future NBA lottery pick. Colin Sexton, the point guard there. You're talking about Trey Young and Colin Sexton, two guys that could be potential top five picks in the NBA draft this summer. So when you talk about ad dollars, TV dollars, I mean, look, T, uh, Turner Broadcasting is paying the NCAA almost a billion dollars just for TV rights to broadcast this entire tournament, what taking place over almost a month span from middle of the, from middle of the month of March until first week of April. So, so much money thrown around, and you want to maximize those ad dollars coming from myself from a digital marketing advertising standpoint those are obviously money plays to me because i don't think either of those teams deserve to get in the tournament and you talk about snubs how about oklahoma state uh, a team that beat kansas the number one seed twice they won at west virginia and yet they lost to kansas in the in the big 12 tournament and is that the reason they didn't get in i thought the oklahoma state cowboys got absolutely snubbed in this tournament well they had some losses uh, that hurt them during the season they also beat texas tech by the way so but uh Oklahoma, Trey Young, that, that's a name everybody wants to see. I think Avery Johnson carries a little cachet because of his name. He's a popular coach, he's a popular player, he's a disciple of Greg Popovich. And, and as you said, he's got Sexton, who's very uh, 
popular players. So those two things were good enough to get in. When you look at Oklahoma, the Sooners start off as a 10 seed, so they even got uh, the slight edge above teams like UCLA. Uh, we talk about uh, Butler as a 10 seed. So I don't know if you compare Butler, Providence, teams like that to Oklahoma. I think Butler and Providence are two far better teams than the Oklahoma Sooners are. But I have to say this, as much as I love the Atlantic 10 and my Rhode Island Rams, I had them as a sleeper pick about a month ago to go really deep in this tournament. The Rhode Island, This Rhode Island team has really struggled as of late. They made it to the, uh, the Atlantic 10 tournament finals, however, lost to Davidson there. So Davidson wound up pushing Notre Dame out for that final spot. Notre Dame seemingly the best team not to get in the tournament. They're a number one seed in the NIT coming up. And you look at Rhode Island, they've slipped all the way down to number 25 in the rankings, still holding down a spot in the top 25. But it's a it's a prime matchup for Oklahoma to potentially win their first round game. And then you, you, you'd get Trey Young versus potentially the Duke Blue Devils in the second round. I mean, and they talk about some hype for that game in, in terms of the TV and, and just the media hype going into that. So that, that's some very compelling matchups just looking forward into Saturday and Sunday and the second round games after the first round games conclude after Thursday and Friday. Yeah, well, again, it's it's the TV matchups they like Trey Young, and that's a great that's a great that might be the most intriguing uh, opening day game is uh, Rhode Island and Oklahoma. So yeah, you could, could see that go both ways for sure. And so we talked about Oklahoma State, talked about Syracuse, you know, talked about Middle Tennessee. Any other snubs? One or two teams that you feel like should have deserved the shot to get in? I mean, people talked about Nebraska winning thirteen conference games in the Big Ten and saying they got screwed out of the tournament. Talk about St. Mary's. Like St. They, the last AP poll came out today. The St. Mary's Gales, they're 28 and 4 on the year and number 20 in the country. Only, How does the number 20 ranked team in the AP top 25 not get into the tournament? It's well, not large. Only, only three of their victories came came against teams that were ranked in the top 100 RPI. So that, that hurt them extremely bad. And, and that, that was important. I don't think the committee felt that strong about the rankings of the AP they, rankings. they must not have and you look at even the teams the others receiving votes right so the teams right outside the top 25 in the rankings every single team in that category got into the tournament whether through an automatic bid or an at-large bid even Texas A&M and TCU those are two teams that aren't even close to getting in the top 25 yet they received some pretty high seeds in this tournament so when you look at these 6-11 matchups these 7-10 matchups I, I think you could say that the double digit seeds are, are favorites in, in most of these games so it's going to be very interesting to see what what is a true upset in this tournament. To me, a true upset in this tournament is going to be a 12-seater higher yeah. getting in overall. And, and I guess that kind of segues into, I guess, our upset specials going into the first and second weekend. Let's start with the first round. Do you have any teams seated 12 or higher, 12 through 16, that you think is going to pull off a big first-round upset? And if so, do they have a chance to go further in the second round into the tournament? Well... You know what? This isn't 12 or 16. I like Butler, ranked 10th, seeded 10th, playing second seed Purdue. That, that's that's one that's intriguing. And so I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm the like, other one I, I, I'm gonna go with is uh, 11 seed St. Bonaventure UCLA winner versus Texas Tech. Yeah, or you Texas A&M. I, I believe it's Texas Texas Tech is the three seed. Yeah, Texas Tech is seeded third, and they play the winner of Bonnie's against UCLA. Which is seed eleven. Yeah, so when you look at when you look at that game overall in the bracket, let's let's go down to that part of the bracket. So the winner of St. Bonaventure 
and UCLA will play Florida in the first round. The winner of that game, so you're saying either Bonaventure or UCLA will get past Florida. They're going to most likely play Texas Tech in the second round. But Texas Tech, watch out for Stephen F. Austin. This is a team that's already had big upsets in the last five years of this tournament. You look at a team like Marshall, I think that's that's one of the most potent three-point shooting and free-throw shooting teams in the nation. They're going up against a fellow mid-major in Wichita State. Look at the guy, the, the guard uh, the guard play from Marshall and one of their leading scorers hit seven or eight threes in their conference tournament finals. This team can shoot from deep. That could be a potential shootout right there. Maybe one of the most exciting games of the first round is the Marshall Herd seated number 13 going up against the Wichita State Shockers at number four in the tournament. And I know it's a trendy pick overall talking about the 12s, right? There's always a 12, at least one or two 12s to upset the five seeds. I think the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, your boy Mike Dom, a.k.a. the Dom one of the best scorers in the country. This team has made the tournament in three out of the last four years, and they've won upsets already in the past, and now they have some veteran leadership on this squad against an Ohio State team that's shaky at best. Ohio State lost three times to Penn State this year. So this this team's uh, been known to lose games where they're the favorite overall. And I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick South Dakota State in that one. I'm leaning towards picking Marshall. I still got to look at that game a little more closely. I mean, you got teams like the other 5-12 matchups. You got Murray State against West Virginia. I mean, over you got New Mexico State against Clemson. I mean, Clemson hasn't really proven that much this year. And then the final 5-12 game, which I think could be a huge shocker to the overall sports world, is Davidson, the Atlantic 10 champions over Kentucky. Kentucky Wildcats getting a lot of hype right now. Davidson's a team, obviously, they used to make their runs with Steph Curry back in the day. Davidson's a good team, and I, I think they're underseeded at number 12. They could have easily gotten a 9, 10, 11 seed overall. So, so do you think any of these teams, or are you picking any of these teams, or do you have a, you a sleeper what, I, in your back pocket here, uh, Mr. Allendale? I'm a sleeper, but 11 versus 6. I, I like Chicago, Loyola, Chicago to beat Miami. That's 11 versus 6. Uh, yeah. Miami has one of the weakest schedules, strength of schedules in the country. I'm, I'm questioning, well, they definitely don't deserve a 6 seed. Loyola, Chicago is, is an up-and-coming team. They haven't been to the tournament, and I think it's since... Oh, in 33 years. Well, Loyola Chicago is one of those teams that is receiving votes outside the top 25. So this is regarded as one of the top, what, 30 teams in the country. When you look at the rankings, I know that doesn't mean much now that the tournament's starting. I got Loyola Chicago. It's a damn good basketball team. Miami's without one of their starting guards for this game who's out with an injury. I think Loyola Chicago wins this game handily, and I also think that they win in the second round, possibly an upset over Rick Barnes' Tennessee squad, which a lot of people are predicting to make a deep run in the tournament. Wright State is another team that could pull off an upset in the first round over Tennessee, but I got Loyola Chicago in the Sweet 16, maybe even going a game further than that if they're able to beat Cincinnati in a Sweet 16 matchup. We're going to be back with another segment of our NCAA bracketology breakdown our bus our sleeper picks we're going to take a look at some bold predictions and our final four picks this is go baller ffs and our ncaa insider podcast we'll be right back
Welcome back, Sports World, to Go Baller FFS and our NCAA March Madness Insider Podcast. Thanks for tuning in here. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, and moving into some final four picks, some bold predictions, and some mid-major magic. We're talking about some mid-major schools potentially making deep runs into the tournament. We both have Gonzaga on our list there. I mean... You know, talk about them being mid-majors. They're, they're, they're pretty much a powerhouse in basketball these days. But a few other teams on my list, especially in Atlantic 10, looking at that, a very solid basketball conference. The Davidson Wildcats going up against the Kentucky Wildcats in the first round. I talked about it a little bit in the last segment. Number 12 over a 5. It happens every single year. And I think this team can shoot the ball from deep. They're a high-efficiency free-throw shooting team, so they know how to close it out late. I think Kentucky is a team that just snuck into the top 25. They were out of the top 25 a week ago. I know they had a run in the SEC tournament. I don't know how challenging the SEC tournament really is. At the end of the day, you even mentioned them as being one of the most overrated conferences in the country there, the SEC. Well, they had the highest RPA, RPI rating for a conference. but uh, How much does that RPI really mean? It seems like that people are talking more about ESPN's BPI more than the RPI these days. And I, I, like, I like the Bonnies sticking on the, sticking on the top, uh, in the, in the Atlantic 10 there, top at large seeds. I mean, look, talking about the RPI again, the St. Bonaventure Bonnies have an RPI inside the top 20. So according to the RPI, RPI, one of the top 20 schools. They got an at, one of the last at-large bursts. They went 9-4 and four against Quadrant 1 and Quadrant 2 teams. Jalen Allen's averaging 20 points a game, 47% on three. That's a hell of a percentage from the three-point line. Matt Mobley, another guy in their team, 19 points per game, 39% from three. This is one of the best backcourts in the country. Talk about guard play. You talk about rebounding, right? Those are usually the two things that people talk a lot about. Bonaventure has the guard play. I think they're going to easily take care of UCLA in the play-in game. And when we talk about those play-in games, oftentimes those teams go deeper in the tournament because they have that momentum. They, they, they knock the rust off early and then go in. St. Bonaventure beats UCLA. Then they play Florida in the, in, in the first opening round. They beat Florida. They could wind up playing Texas Tech in the second round. They beat them. All of a sudden, you're talking about an 11 seed in the Sweet 16. That's that's going to be that's going to be my double digit, one of my double digit seeds in the Sweet 16. I got about two or three of them. I'm not going to go too crazy, Mr. Allen Dell, with my upset picks like I did last year. But let me let me get one bold prediction from you this tournament. Well, any I, any round, any region. Yeah, I, like, I like Wichita State, and uh, it seems like that. The tournament committee really wants Villanova in the Final Four because the East region on paper looks like the easiest region. Maybe they like Jay Wright suits. Maybe maybe they got a deal going on to promote his suits. You know, the the uh, guy that dresses um, impeccably. The guy with the soap commercials yeah, on TV. But uh, Villanova, is, but that that's kept them in a I don't like Purdue. They're seated second in, in the East. I, I think they're way way overrated. They're slow. They're not going to go very far. Texas Tech. I could see them getting knocked out in the first round. Though, well, so. Purdue's a team that's been knocked out as an uh, as a favorite, so they've been upset plenty of times with Matt Painter as the head coach in, in his reign there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose their first-round game to Cal State Fullerton. I'll tell you what, in the second round, but if Butler beats Arkansas in the first round, which I'm very confident they'll do, I guarantee you Butler beats Purdue in round two and Butler goes to the Sweet 16. Well, what I see uh, in, in the East, Two really good teams seated fourth and fifth or Wichita State and West Virginia. The hell of a second-round matchup right yeah, there. Yeah, if they both win their first games, they'll meet, and the winner of that game, both of them are capable of beating Villanova. Uh, again, they try to set this thing up so Villanova can be in the Final Four. 
And you got to throw in Florida there, even though I, I could see them making an early exit. But I, my pick, I'm going to pick Wichita State to win the East. They got a better oh, wow. team. Uh, they, they know they're good shooters. If they don't turn the ball over, I mean, that's pretty common. But especially for them, I can see them winning this region. That's, that's a solid pick right there. And we were just debating, is Wichita State still a mid-major school? Well, They've made the tournament every year since 2012, which includes a Final Four run. They, Greg Marshall's they, they went into the American Athletic Conference to bring that conference uh, some more respectability, and I think they did a good job. Uh, Absolutely. I, I don't know if we're going to call this uh, mid-majors or what anymore. Well, what about Villanova, though? Because obviously champions from two years ago, but this is a team that's also been upset in the early rounds many times in the last five to ten years. Could you potentially see Villanova losing to a Virginia Tech in the second round or an Alabama in I the second round? I can see Villanova losing to anybody. Okay? <laughs> what about LIU? I mean, Not LIU. Their, their defense is, uh, is, is suspect. They're good shooters, almost 40% out from three ball. But uh, when they're not making their shots, uh, they struggle defensively. So, yeah, I could see them losing. Jay Wright hasn't had a great – he didn't win a title two years ago, but he hasn't had a great run in tournament, the history of tournament play. Well, talking about the East region, I I think here are the top four teams, and this is not according to seed. Obviously, Villanova, I mean, they're the betting favorites in Vegas to win the national championship this year. I don't know how much that goes for you, all all you betting heads out there. I don't think Purdue's in that discussion. I think it's Villanova. I think it's Wichita State, as you said. I think Texas Tech deserves to be in that group of teams. And I think the Butler Bulldogs, a team that's made two Final Four national title appearances in the last 10 years, this is a program now in the Big East. They beat Villanova this year. You could potentially see number 10 seed Butler in the Elite Eight versus Villanova for a right to go to the Final Four and see another Big East matchup between those two ske- those two schools right there. Mm-hmm. I think Butler is one of the top four teams in that region. The 10th seeded Butler Bulldogs, they should be at least an eight seed. Another very under-seeded quote-unquote team looking at the whole bracket overall. And when you look at the rest of the regions, which one do you think is the strong? You think oh, these are the weakest? I, I, What's the strongest? In the Midwest, look at the teams in that. Kansas, Duke, Michigan State. And then if you want to throw Auburn in. But those three right there, Kansas, Duke, and Michigan State, they, they could be number two seeds in any region, maybe number one. Uh, Michigan State, I love their, with their rebounding. Kansas, well, you know, Bill Selfie. This is, this is one team where they don't have a, quote, superstar. But they have a very good team. Uh, it's a dangerous first-round game they got against another Ivy League school right there in Penn. Uh, well, no, they don't have enough to take. Uh, you know, Kansas is led by Devontae Graham. He, he's a big guard, very capable, big 12 player of the year. And they're getting their big man, Azabuki, back from injury. So that's yeah. another another plus right there. And it's a team that many didn't think were going to win the Big 12 this year, and they wound up winning it again. As always, who do you have coming out of that region between, like you said, Kansas, Michigan State, Duke. Uh, which of those three teams do you see prevailing? That you, you like Michigan State? Yeah, I like Michigan uh, State. I like their rebounding. Uh, you know, Tom Izzo's team are always known for their rebounding. Uh, We're uh, talking about a Sweet 16 matchup right there, potentially between Michigan State and Duke. I mean, it's, you know, it's one hell of a matchup there that that could wind up being right. The, two two of the top favorites to win it all. Well, you know, this is, there, there's talk that this is, could be Izzo's best team as far as talent goes, and that's saying a lot. Uh, uh, Michigan State led the country in assists, blocks, rebounding margin, and field goal percentage defense. Wow. So that's some numbers good. right there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they don't have a lot of big scores, 
but they got a lot of scores. I mean, they have uh, four guys averaging five guys, excuse me, averaging double figures. So, no, so, so you, so your bold prediction is Wichita, Wichita State going to the Final Four. I think in that region, my pick is going to be, like I said, Villanova and Butler. I see that rematch happening right there. I'm going to go with the com- complete upset pick. I'm going to go with Butler making the Final Four. That was my first gut reaction bracket. Let's see if that changes over the next couple of days as we dig into these brackets and these breakdowns a little bit more. Talking about the Midwest region, I mean, look, those those three teams, I think it's either going to be Michigan State or Duke that comes out of that bracket. I mean, whoever wins that Sweet 16 matchup, I think they take care of Kansas, whoever comes out the other side. I mean, Auburn's another good team. I know they've had some injuries oh, this year, but but they're, they're going to, I think they're going to wind up facing Kansas in the Sweet 16, and then who knows what could happen from there. But I, I definitely like Michigan State overall if I had to pick between them and Duke right now this moment. I thought you were going to say the West region was the weakest with your boys, the Xavier Musketeers, according the the worst number one seed of all time, according to you, Mr. Allen oh, yeah, Dell, the godfather. Man, what's, what's your beef that. with Xavier? I, I just don't like them. I don't like their schedule. Who did they beat? Uh, uh, just a trendy. Maybe people like the X in, their, in the first letter of their name. Uh, <laughs> That's all the ten and two in their last twelve. You know, obviously they they didn't win. They lost to Providence in their conference tournament, uh, and this is a team that's only one and two against the top twenty-five, but yet they have the number three RPI in the country. Wow! So you know, wonder, how, wonder how they, they got that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's they, the the, the I, mystery I'll tell you letters the right I there. Like in this bracket is North Carolina. I think they're they're kind of peaking. I know they lost to Virginia uh, in the ACC final, but uh, you just like them. The Providence Friars, baby. That's my team right there. They're going to beat Texas A&M in the first round. They're going to be there's going to be two 10 seeds beating two seeds in the second round. It's going to be Providence over North Carolina. It's going to be Butler over Purdue in the other matchup. You heard it here first, Sports World. And talking about what what I think is the toughest bracket is the South region because you got the number one unanimous team, Virginia, for the what fourth or fifth week in a row, unanimous overall number one seed in the AP Top 25 poll. They're the number one overall in the entire bracket and then you look down a little bit you got Kentucky as we talked about earlier on upset alert the Arizona Wildcats who people say were underseeded the best player in the country hands down and DeAndre Ayton a guy Jay Billis is calling a, a future Hall of Famer I wouldn't go th- wouldn't go there that quickly but the guy's got immense talent undeniable talent and then you meet Tennessee's a good team you got the Cincinnati Bearcats man that, that's to me they could be the one to surprise some people in that region even though they're seated too I don't think they're considered as a favorite to go as far as Arizona or Virginia Arizona and Virginia are going to knock each other off uh, one of those two schools in the Sweet 16 I mean that's going to be another one heck of a Sweet 16 matchup so you go on to see the winner of that playing Cincinnati or Tennessee or heck maybe even Loyola Chicago in that one but uh you know those those are the breakdowns of the regions we're going to go more into our game by game picks later on in this week and just overall I mean give me your final four picks you said you got Wichita State you got Michigan State give me your other two final four picks who do you, who do you, who do you got in the west North Carolina is that who you're going with yeah I'm going to go with North Carolina all right who, and who you got in the south I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Cavaliers uh okay. even though it's very questionable and Cincinnati I like I, I like him but they just don't have enough. I like their defense. Uh, and you look at that bracket. Well, you got Arizona, but... <laughs> they got to go through Virginia. They got they got to beat the top dogs in that one to get through. Yeah. Even just to make the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's, it's, Sean Miller always seems to melt down in that game. I, you saw what they did to USC. I don't think they're going to be able to do that where they were getting 
oh, right. a bunch of dunks and throwing the ball well, inside. That's yeah. going to be the ultimate test right there. Alonzo Trier is going to be a key factor for them in that game because they need some production outside of obviously just Aiton, who could be quadruple, quintuple teamed in this tournament. Um, you look at that. So you got Virginia versus North Carolina. You got Wichita State versus Michigan State. Who's in your final and who you got winning right now? You want me to... Michigan State versus Wichita State. I'm assuming you got the Spartans in that one, huh? Yeah, I'd have to take the Spartans in that one. All right, and then we North Carolina, Virginia. I'm going to go with North Carolina. So you got a North Carolina-Michigan State matchup, defending state champs versus what looks like the chalk favorite, even though they're a number three seed. Who, who, who's your pick? Gut reaction, Mr. Allen. Michigan, Michigan State. State. Michigan State. Tom okay. Manzo. So Michigan State tops North Carolina. Like I said, my final four picks, I got Butler as the Cinderella darlings in the east. I got Michigan State. I'm going with the chalk in the Midwest. In the West region, man, that's going to be tough. I, I don't think UNC is going to make it that far. I think I think they're a little tired from their ACC tournament run. To be honest, as as much as I don't want to go chalk, I, I got either Xavier or Gonzaga. Whoever wins that Sweet 16 matchup between those two teams, I got them going to the Final Four. Right now, I'm going to go with Gonzaga to make that push for the Final Four. I had Xavier yesterday. I'm starting to change my mind on that as uh, the more I look into this Bulldogs team. And then finally, in the South region, I'm going to go with the Elite Eight matchup of Arizona versus Cincinnati, my two favorite teams in that bracket. I got the Bearcats coming out of that region. So let me go back to the let me go back to what the west the west region real quick. I in my first bracket I filled out I had Xavier coming out and I had Cincinnati coming out. That means you could have one of the biggest college hoops rivalries in history. Xavier versus Cincinnati. Both schools are in Cincinnati, Ohio by the way. You could have them meeting in a potential final four matchup. That would be Xavier college basketball madness the, right there. Xavier won't make it past the sweet 16. I got Cincinnati versus Michigan State in the finals, Mr. Yeah. Allen Dell. Remember what I said if Xavier makes the final four I'll get a tattoo. All right, you heard it here first sports world. What tattoo should the Godfather Mr. Mr. Allen Dell get if big tag too it says Xavier or you are the greatest or you could put a big X right across those cheeks man right there X marks the spot you heard it here first we'll be back tomorrow with some more regional breakdown diving into some of these games we'll be with our official picks on Wednesday our quick picks podcast on go ball or FFS call into our station here if you're listening on anchor let us know what are your picks what are your sleepers your Cinderella darlings for this upcoming tournament is going to be a hell of a lot of fun we appreciate you tuning in we'll see you tomorrow peace out sports world